G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, let's turn our attention to the effectiveness of our local churches and a new initiative that's spreading out around the world and has reached our shores in Australia. Undoubtedly, your local church is involved in some ways engaging with your community. Well, there is an initiative that started in the UK that's helping churches to increase their effectiveness in transforming communities. It's called the Cinnamon Network. They recognise that churches are jam-packed full of potential and they've got a plan to help release that potential. Matt Bird is the CEO of Cinnamon Network International and joining us on the line from the UK. Matt Bird, welcome along to 2020. Good morning, Neil. It's great to be with you and your listeners this morning. Matt, let's talk a little about the Cinnamon Network, because you first launched Cinnamon Network in the UK back in 2010. Uh, Then you've gone international just a year or two ago. Uh, Give us the story so far and the impetus that's taking you now into different nations. Yeah, I mean, Cinnamon Network all began when I got a group of kingdom-minded friends together around the breakfast table and said, how do we begin to um, impact the church's role in community and society? And instead of coming up with an idea and asking God to bless it, instead we ask the double-barrel question, what is God already doing through his, commu- through his church to transform community? And uh, that's where it all began. And uh, people often say to me, Matt, where does the name Cinnamon Network come from? And uh, I, I reference Exodus 30, where God instructed Moses uh, to include sweet cinnamon as ingredient is in, in his anointing oil. Um, it actually has nothing to do with that. We were meeting in a, in, a, in a breakfast place, an Indian restaurant called the Cinnamon Club. So when we needed a name, it was the first thing that came to mind. Uh, great name, though, just the same, because, you know, if you're familiar with cinnamon buns and uh, cinnamon yeah. being used more extensively than I think ever before in lots of sweet things. And the idea of sweet things, you want these relationships between churches to be sweet things, don't you? You don't want this sort of sourness or even even a level of professionalism. You want to have a really genuine, authentic, uh, good-feeling relationship. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, our example to the community and the cities around us, the nation around us, is where the church flows together. Uh, whatever, whatever denomination or network or movement, you know, if we can work together as one, because actually the, ch- the community's unity is much more advanced than the church's unity. Uh, they don't see the Pentecostal church or the Anglican church or the other church. We're just a church, and if we behave badly, it reflects badly on us all. If we behave well, it reflects really well on us all. Uh, so actually, communities, uh, unity, uh, a theory of unity is much highly more involved than the church, I find, on the whole. So let's work together, as Jesus prayed, that, that let's be one so that the world around us might believe. Well, I know there'll be those listening to our conversation today saying, well, you know, in our community we've got ministers, fraternals, and the churches are friendly to one another. What is it? 
that the Cinnamon Network is bringing into the mix that helps to release all of that potential I was talking about in the introduction because uh, you take things a little bit deeper than just some leaders gathering together. Yeah, I mean, unity for unity's sake runs out of steam very quickly. I don't know what your experience is, but we're trying to we're trying to encourage unity for purpose, and the purpose uh, is to is to help churches you know make a transforming difference in their communities uh, for the benefit of those who aren't part of the the local church, and so we do that in a couple of ways. Um, we provide a, a transformation pathway, a very simple uh, process that local churches can follow to help them discern what Jesus might be asking them to do in the community. And the second thing we do is we provide a menu um, of best practice models. So why should uh, your church have to go through the pain and the cost of uh, reinventing the wheel? Why not just take a project that's tried and tested, that's worked in a number of other churches? Why don't you adopt that and adapt it for your local setting? So we provide this this menu of of, of community projects, church-led community projects that you can choose from to save you reinventing the wheel. I like that terminology, reinventing the wheel. And there is a sense in which, uh, for some, the reinvention is a part of the growing and the development of leaders. But what you're saying here is the effectiveness of the church can be hitting the ground running rather than reinventing the wheel. If you're using some projects that have got a, a wonderful mechanism as the way that they work and the way that the fruit comes from the work that's involved, give us some insight into the sort of things that happen when you are actually adopting a program that already has these best practices in place. Sure. Um, I'd love to give you an example of one of the projects that we've adopted that you'll find on the menu of our website today. Um, but very simply, these projects are, uh, provide really good excuses to love on people in the community. Actually, I'm not really passionate about projects. I'm passionate about people. And all these projects give us a legitimate excuse to love people to bits unconditionally without strings attached in our local community. And one of the, one of the projects we found uh, in Brisbane, um, in Queensland, is uh, called Circuit Breaker. I don't know if you know, but uh, one woman a week is killed, not by a stranger, but by a partner or former partner in Australia, uh, which is shocking. And the police get a call every few minutes about a domestic violence issue. So this particular project helps address that social need. Uh, And instead of saying, if you're beating up on your husband or your wife, come along to the church on Wednesday night, because you can imagine who might turn up. Nobody. Um, Instead, this approach of, of circuit breaker says, invite people and say, if you feel your anger is beginning to damage your relationships, you come and join us in a conversation. And it's a really powerful way of engaging people uh, around an early intervention of domestic violence. And that project now has been replicated in seven other churches. Um, It works really well. You don't have to be an expert in domestic violence to run it. You can can download the the, the how-to guide and the videos that go with it. And you, uh, whatever your experience, can run that in your local church. You know, in uh, times past, and it still is the case in so many churches, uh, we'd talk about social justice and, uh, you know, issues of domestic violence and such things. But what you're talking about is not social justice, because in Australia, somewhat, uh, that terminology has been hijacked by a very left-leaning political approach. But the idea of social action, 
which isn't so much yeah. about getting involved in some sort of politicised pursuit, but the social action which brings the heart of Christ. That seems to be the sort of thing you're working with. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's about taking action. I mean, the Bible tells us the faith of that action is dead. So let's not be dead. Let's take action about these issues. Let's roll up our sleeves, jump into the trenches, and let's do something that helps uh, people who are experiencing vulnerability or are perpetrators uh, against people who are, are in a vulnerable position. Let's do something about it. So the projects that you're identifying, and you're calling them cinnamon-recognised projects, they're projects that in some ways it sounds a little bit like you're franchising some really great projects that you know that they work and they have wonderful fruit that they bear, and you're making that system available for others to access. And, uh, of course, uh, you've got about 30 of those projects that you've recognised, and the uptake in churches does seem to be pretty fabulous. Uh, what, is the, what are the yeah. churches, what sort of reaction are you getting when churches are saying, well, we can pick and choose these things according to our gifts, and we can get this going in our community? Yeah. Our experience is that most churches want to do something to help people at need in their community, but they don't know where to start and they don't know what to do next. So our community transformation pathway, which helps them ask questions to discern what Jesus wants them to do, and then the menu of best projects. I mean, here in the UK, we've identified 30 church-led community projects that have now been replicated by more than 3,000 churches across the country. And Cinema Network Australia, which is now up and running, we've identified six church-led community projects so far, and they've been replicated in 900 churches. So we're at a great starting point in Australia. One of the other projects... um, Helps uh, work helps churches work with vulnerable children um, in South Australia, for example. One in four children comes to the attention of the child protection agency before they're ten years old, which is shocking. And so, this another one of our pro- the projects we've adopted as a cinnamon recognised project is called Kids Hope, and it helps churches adopt a local government primary school and then train volunteers to do one-to-one mentoring with vulnerable children in that school and that's been replicated actually by 281 uh, local churches across australia so far but there are 5300 schools so we've got a way to go but uh, this is the potential uh, of the church to impact uh, lives and families and communities relatively new here in australia but you've visited australia three times just this year so the interest in what you're doing must be pretty amazing you don't have preference for specific denominations so you've got churches across the spectrum that are becoming involved in this and uh, and i guess how do you describe your australian outfit i mean it's at every state and territory how do you how how does it work in australia Sure. Well, the point of access for you as listeners is our website, cinnamonnetwork.com, cinnamonnetwork.com, and you can find out all about us. But we've got a great leadership and governance structure behind all the programs we offer. Well, we've got a national patron, uh, Tim Costello, which many of your, who many of your listeners will have heard of and perhaps know. Uh, we have a national board. And then in each state, uh, we have an advisory council of key pastors who are driving this program forwards who are making churches aware of the resources that are available and, uh, and helping us shift the dial on the church's engagement with community. Our, our passion is to make church-led community transformation normal rather than abnormal. Uh, we, would, we would like every church, uh, I think 11,000 
um, 500 churches in Australia. We would like every church to have its sleeves rolled up, mucking into the community, seeing lives changed and transformed in the name of Jesus. Well, there's some success in the UK and it's being translated here into Australia and that's a significant uptake of uh, churches that are becoming involved with the Cinnamon Network International. Let me point people to the website, cinnamonnetwork.com. That's cinnamonnetwork.com. Matt Bird is the CEO of Cinnamon Network International. Uh, on the line with us from the UK, things going so well in Australia. Cinnamonnetwork.com. Matt, thanks so much for talking to us today about Cinnamon Network here in Australia. It's been great to be with you, Neil, and all your listeners today. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 